From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle, Ray Ellis, and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. That, 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 that don't kill me. Can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now. Cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now. Cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now. That's how long I've been on ya. Yes, you're listening to Rail of Sports on a Voice America network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan Man and I almost didn't make it. I got cut off and I hit the button and I came right back on. Well, Fan Man, let me just say this. There's almost somebody else who didn't make it, but thank God he did make it. And I got to give props and a shout out to new President of the United States of America, Barack Obama. President yeah. Obama almost didn't make a friend, man, but he made it and he has been, uh, the, I think it was the right choice. It's the right time. Changed change is about well, to did, happen did you, did you watch it uh, this morning oh yeah i watched it and people people all over the the united states of america people all over the world it's just a good time for change and i think we all welcome this I thought, change i thought that speech was absolutely terrific and it seemed to me that he was slamming bush a little bit here and there just little you know innuendos boing boing you know what i mean well you know it's, it's you know there's a lot of, there's a lot of sports that goes on in politics yeah. <laughs> you know there's <laughs> always a thing where there's one person that is competing against another person and and every now and then you throw a jab or two but you know barack is an athlete you know he was a, a very good basketball, basketball that's, that's right he's a very good basketball player and still very competitive as a matter of fact he keeps his eye you know on sports he wants to see uh, a championship series uh, to get the the correct national championship team right. he, uh, from college football, yeah, like a lot of other people yeah, he wants he wants to see a bowl it. system in place. But I just I'm, I'm proud of America. Well, I'm proud let me of. Say this about, about Barack Obama. Back in 2004, he gave the keynote address at the Democratic National uh, Convention, and I watched that. And I was on another radio station uh, in, within, within the same group, and I said to my co-host at the time, I said, "This guy, you better look out for." And I said, this guy is going to this guy's going to do something. And uh, five years, four year, five years later, here he is president. And you know, it's funny. The other day, they had on the uh, air when you become a junior senator, it doesn't matter what state you're from, you're 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 like shoved in a corner. He was in a basement office in the Capitol. With well, no pictures, no windows, no nothing, just a desk in himself. And look at this. Five years later, he's president. The man has worked his... It he, can happen in America, right? Uh, if yes, yes, it can. He has worked his way up, and now he is the president of the United States of, of America for all people, and we will all support him as we are supposed to do. And I just really look forward to it. I mean, the economy, yeah, you know, there's it's a bad economy for a lot of people, and it's affecting a lot of people. But again, America is a very strong country the strongest country in this world, and we will survive. We will support this we president this. like we, we supported do. him all. So, but hey. You know what? We have a new leader, a new, uh, new ideas, and I think that it's going to change uh, within a year. It's going to move forward, and um, I saw Bush leave, and I went, thank God. That's you know, it, and you mentioned something about a new leader, and, and I think it's, no he brings, he's, he's also, he's young. but he's young, he's that's important. He's, young. he's the type of guy that can, that can bring the country together, as you just said, and move forward instead of being divided like we have been over the past eight years with George Bush. You know, you mentioned something, in fact, and I said it a second ago, he's young, and there's new innovation, you know, yeah. hey, let's get some new blood in here, let's not be locked into the old ways, let's take what's good from the way we used to do things, but then also, let's venture out, let's think outside the box, that old cliche, as we say, and, and, and try to make some new things happen that benefit everybody you know exactly this, right. this, this country you have you have rich you have poor you have a middle class but there's such you know a disparity between those who have so much and those who have so little and let everybody enjoy and that's what's so good about sports i don't care what happens you know there was a guy who came to the game and uh he was an eagles fan and, no, 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 and you went to the game right yeah and there was a and guy invite me to the game well let me t- wait let me tell you the story the and then i'll tell you why i didn't invite you to well, the why game didn't you invite me, right? but there was first let me tell my story there was a guy who came to the game and before we went to the game he told the story about how he had to have this surgery a very very wealthy man could have very easily come out on a private plane by himself if he chose to but the eagles flew him out to the game but he talked about having to have surgery mm-hmm. and he talked about when he went in to have the surgery 
he is doing very well. He was also, uh, you know, in a waiting area with I think it was the chairman from Comcast Corporation also was there. Or certainly somebody uh, mm-hmm. close to that ranking, if it wasn't that individual. Mm-hmm. And, and then there were some other people there that perhaps maybe, you know, were not as successful as we identify that word. And, and, and we think what success is that perhaps maybe hadn't enjoyed much success in life for the material things as those two did. But you know what he said? What he said say? when it was time for them to prepare those people for surgery, when they lined them up and was about to ship them all in, they all were stripped down to nothing but a sheet. <laughs> they were all the same. And that's what I'm glad about with, you know, President Obama. We are all going to be treated the same. He is going to try to do the best and, 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 and rally the troops so we can do his best for everybody and that's what's great about this country i think it needs to go that way and uh you know with the with the financial blow up in september and it's still continuing and people ripping all all these people off and it's just uh nobody trusts anybody anymore so i think that's all going to change with obama i think he's going to bring that collective sense back to the country to make the people go hey you know, wake up, let's go, let's move forward and it's and and i think that he has the right he's young he has the right um um um, type of personality to do this and pull this off, and I think he's going to do uh, a great job. That's what I. Yeah, think. He, he seems like he's approachable. He's the kind of guy that you think you could feel comfortable sitting down with him, talking sports, talking politics, talking finance, talking whatever, education, yeah, that's, whatever. That's exactly right. He's, and uh, uh, he was a community activist in Chicago, so he he gets along with everybody. He there, you to, there you go. There you go. Listen, you and I get along, fam. And, and about the ticket situation, look, I had to yeah, choose yeah, between. Thank listen, you. Thank you I had to choose between you and one of my children. Doesn't that make you feel better? That makes you feel better, yeah, right? That makes me feel better. To but know that it was I was in Huntington Beach at a really a hot bar with a lot of hot chicks watching the game. So I had a good time. Well, you know what? You you had a good time, but you like me, we went with the Eagles, so we didn't have the best time. You know, I, you know, getting into the game, I I was, you know, I don't know how you felt. You were at the game, but I watched it on TV and I I you know, I was just saying What's happening to the Eagles? They're, they're, they're self-destructing, and they did. In the third quarter, they, they, they bought it back, and I'm going, okay, maybe we have a chance here, but the Cardinals are playing so well. And I finally have to say the Cardinals <clears throat> are playing well. <clears throat> I mean, I've been a, 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 a downer with the Cardinals. I call them pigeons, and I call them uh, the Tweety Birds and all kind of names. But, you know, Ray, they, they beat the Eagles, they beat Atlanta, and they beat Carolina. Um, I thought uh, on the fourth quarter with the drive with the Cardinals, the Eagles had a chance to, to stop it. Uh, their their defense just fell apart, and that's the end of that, and they deserve to go to the Super Bowl. Well, you're right. You know, the better team on that particular day, they did win. And, the Arizona you know, Co- and you always say that. It's the team that's better that day. That's I mean, right. The Eagles beat New York in, in Giant Stadium. And, and, you know, they beat the Cowboys, uh, and they just fell apart. You know, it's like you say. It's when you come to work, you either have a bad day or a good day, and they didn't have a good day. And it's, it's like – that's why I, we always say – any given Sunday, any team can beat the other team on any given Sunday. On paper, it might look like a certain team should win. Mm-hmm. But you and I said this, and, and I wanted to be sure that I prepared those people who were traveling out here from Philadelphia to support the Eagles, mm-hmm. as well as those people, our listening audience, that also stayed back there in Philadelphia, but were going to watch the game. I said to them, I did not want them by any means to think that the Arizona team that they saw on Thanksgiving Day would be the same team that showed up. Not that they made sure they being the Arizona Cardinals made sure they didn't let me down because from the beginning they started that game with such emotion and such intensity that those people felt like, wow. This is a well, different you know, team. You know what I hate about the national media? They're all saying the same thing. And I, I said it, too. I mean, first playoff game in a long time. Young players, too much emotion, uh, too much high. Um, and the Eagles have been there five times at NFC Championships, won Super Bowl. And it didn't seem to affect the Cardinals whatsoever. And then Troy Aikman... He started up again in the in the fourth quarter, saying about you know the Cardinals got it. the Cardinals are going to have a rough time here, and he he was just his quotes and the way he was saying is that the Eagles were going to pull this thing out, and uh, he he was he was proven wrong. And the the Cardinals didn't have to worry about the first time; they didn't have to worry about anything. All they did was go out and play good football. But really, you know what really pissed me off about the whole thing is Hollywood Matt Leinart could get a Super Bowl ring for doing nothing. 
Well, I'm not going to upsets me. Well, I'm not going to say he didn't do anything (laughs) because he he was, if nothing else, he was a scout team quarterback for the entire year. So he did a couple things. (laughs) Yeah, he he, he walked around with a clipboard and his hat on backwards. That's what he did. But what he did also, fam, and he, you know, what did he do, right? Well, he 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 came to practice (laughs) every day. He went to work. He he addressed. Well, of course you should go to work. He makes ten million. Yeah, well, right. He 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 addressed the he addressed the situation like a professional. I didn't hear him in the media a lot after time after time went on. Mm -hmm. You didn't hear him in the media, but we'll address. Hollywood Matt on the other side of this commercial break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Hey, we got to take a message. We'll be right back. Out. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Owen Hodge Show. Are you ready for some football? Come on. Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Owen Hodge Show. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're listening to real sports on the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world And this is a special day for us in history. The Arizona Cardinals are going to the Super Bowl. We have a new president, President Obama. And uh, we also uh, are going to have a guest joining us. I believe we've got Bud on the line. And Bud is one of those guys that, you know, Bud called us last week. And Bud was a a huge Arizona Cardinal fan. And we allowed him to bask in the sun last weekend. And I think Bud has called us back. Who's a huge Cardinals fan? Well, this is Bud. Bud called. We did a special show last week, fan man. Bud was on. Bud was on last Yeah, and so Bud, uh, I think Bud wants to call us back and, and gloat a little bit. So you and I are going to beat up on him. So we'll find a, you know, some way to uh, punch a hole in the armor there. Hey, Bud, how you doing? I'm doing great. Absolutely fantastic after that uh, awesome game over here. Uh, trying to get my voice back from uh, being at the stadium. And uh, just thoroughly surprised that, you know, we woke up uh, the next day and I still was trying to, you know, pigs were flying over the Glendale, uh, you know, stadium there. And, uh you know, by God, the Cardinals are in the Super Bowl, boy. Hey, hey, Bud, uh, this is Fair Man. You know, uh, the game is really good, okay? Uh, the Cardinals, um, you know, they deserve to go to the Super Bowl. They, yeah, I they thought, beat I the Eagles the Cardinals did a great job. I like, you know, they came out and they sent a tempo. Yes, yes they, they did. They obviously used some advantages of, uh, of the crowd in home field. You know, the nine-play, 80-yard drive to open up uh, uh, five, 
five minutes and 40 seconds off the clock, I thought was fantastic. Uh, just really set the, set the mood of the game. Um, you know, I, I thought Philadelphia was struggling with, uh, with Warner's quick release. I mean, um, and, you know, Fitzgerald, I mean, boy, God, for people in the country that haven't seen him on a regular basis, because, you know, we don't get many nationally televised games out here, you actually see what kind of superstar Larry Fitzgerald is. I mean, he's really showcased his talents, obviously, these last three games, but he single-handedly took over that game and, uh, uh, and, and uh, you know, just made the Eagles secondary look uh, – you know, look like a college. Team. Hey, but let me just uh, let me comment on that because you know I, I would I, I would care to say a little bit different. You know, you you gotta you gotta talk and think about Larry Fitzgerald a little different because Larry is the exception. He he's not the norm. And you're right about one thing when you said that the uh, the the people here in this country who perhaps haven't had a chance to see Larry Fitzgerald they were going to see something special. Larry Fitzgerald is one of the receivers that scouts will tell you that every team wants. Every team wants a big, strong, fast guy. And, and, and I don't know why people were saying before that, you know, Larry won't go across the middle. You know, listen, if they don't call that play, you can't go across the middle. If, if, if it's not designed for you to go across the middle, you can't go across the middle. But I think the Eagles secondary, you know, there were times where they might even been in position to make a play. That one pass, that long pass, he made a great adjustment on the ball and caught it. But, you know, that he, he's a man, you know, and, and he's a hell of a man at that position. He's kind of redefined that position almost the way a couple years ago T.O. was having, you know, extraordinary uh, season. Randy Moss, you know, a couple years ago had an extraordinary season. And what you're seeing is you're kind of seeing a transformation of the position of a bigger, stronger, faster guy. And Larry just happened to fit, uh, well, to know, fit that know, model. Ray, uh, he is very strong. I, you know, they, they, it was like almost three or four Eagles needed to put him down. Yeah, and he so he just wouldn't give up. Yeah, I, mean, I, a, I, I, I knew he was strong, but not that strong. And that's what I was telling Bud. You know, wow. this this is this man is an exception, and he's the new breed of wide receivers. You know, guys that used to be Larry Fitzgerald's size and strength, they they didn't play wide receiver. They played tight end. You know, you know, you know what got me was Bolin. What was his problem? Yelling at uh, at the offensive coordinator on the side. I mean, that looked really bad. It seemed like Larry Fitzgerald was getting all the. Getting all the you know the plays and Bud you know what do right. you think I mean here he's screaming and yelling that they weren't using him enough and I think the guy's hurt isn't he yeah, I think Bowen's he, hurt he, and I think yeah, that he pulled, uh, the, he the, smart, the smart um, thing would be part of this game he didn't get a lot of playoff reps and I think what happened was is that that final drive that that I guess you know we call it the drive I don't know there's going to be some name for it but that 14 play 72 yard drive to take the take back the lead. Um, the formation that they called, um, the lineup that they had in there was, was a specific for what, what they wanted to do. And I think it was, it was the formations that they that for some reason or whatever, Bolden didn't practice that week um, in, the, in those formations. So, you know what, it, rather than just put him in there and not have that experience at it, they went with Breston because that's who was out there. I mean, it was a very, you know, it's like it's one of those drives. It's almost like they had this, this thing drawn up, you know, like, hey, this is the this is the one drive that we're going to need to do. It's going to be a scripted drive, and this is how we're going to do it. I mean, and even though, you know, uh, we were just, we got crushed on the run on that drive. I mean, we rushed the ball, I think, on that drive nine times, but we only gained 16 yards on those rushes. Um, one was, you know, a big one, obviously, on fourth down where we got outside. Um, I got to give Jeremy Irvin all the props in the world because he sealed the, you know, he, he kicked out the end there that allowed um, Hightower to get outside. Um, but realistically, it was just a formation thing. And Bolden, you know what? He's been he's been disgruntled here. He wants a new deal. He said the Cardinals reneged on a deal where they said they would rework the deal. Well, they offered him a deal. They they said they'd rework the deal, but they didn't give him what he wanted. Yeah, well, you know what's funny, Bud, about about him? The Eagles tried to get him back in the spring. Uh, am I right, Ray, on that? Well, the whole situation no. with Anquan Bolden. The first time he addressed the the package issue, and, and that's what they call their packages. And each package consists of personnel. And, you know, so what they were doing at the end of the game is they had a package of which they were using. And the personnel in that particular package, Anquan was not a part of that. So Anquan, you know, basically just didn't like the fact that he wasn't on the field. It wasn't that he well, wanted. you know what, Ray? It's a team sport. And that was embarrassing, especially with the offensive coordinator sitting there getting getting blasted by this guy. And he's trying to run the game. Well, I, I, that was, I, would, I thought that was very immature. Well, I, I will say this about uh, Anquan. I'll say this about the offensive coordinator. Again, the offensive coordinator's job is to call the plays. The players' jobs are to play. Right, but what you're exactly saying, right. and what you're saying about the fact that mm, it was immature, I don't. I wouldn't call it immature. I would call it is that this was a person who felt that at this time in his career on this team. And he felt that he had something he could contribute because many times we've talked about this. 
You don't necessarily have to get the ball, but if you're on the field, then you can help your team just by simply if it's making a block. You know, and I think what he wanted to do is he wanted to protect. He wasn't saying give me the ball. He was saying let me help this team. I'm I'm sitting here on the sideline. I don't know what he was saying. I, I, my my feeling is he wanted the ball. He wanted to showcase himself. Well, That's no, what I think I, he wanted I think, to do. I, Ray, I think you're hitting a nail on the head, though. Is that he wants to be out there? I, there is no doubt that I, I I have no I have zero doubt. Yes. That Anquan Bolden is a team player. Right. Game in and game out. This guy gives himself for this game. Right. And that's just... You know, I don't know if it's so much selfishness other than, hey, it's the biggest thing that's happened to the Arizona Cardinals, and I want to be a part of it. That's exactly right. And that's that's all that was. That was the emotion of, listen, you know, don't keep me here on the sideline and not let me help my team win because you... And what he's actually saying to himself and actually to the coach... He's almost given an answer. He's almost giving them. He's given them an answer to a question that they don't want to have to answer, and that is, what the hell happens if you don't win the game and you had Anquan Bolden on the sideline? So he was really answering a question for them that they didn't really want to have to answer. It's okay to answer this question because this is the right answer, and they know how to answer that question. And the answer to this question is, Anquan just wanted to contribute in any capacity that he could, and he realized that from the sideline, if he's not hurt, unlike a person that would be hurt who could cheer on his teammates, but being on the sideline and being healthy, he should be in the game. And so, therefore, he was saying to this guy, hey, if I'm not in this game and we lose this game, people are going to ask you guys, what in the hell were you doing with Anquan Bolden sitting on the sideline? Anyway, you know what I thought was really funny at the end of the game when good old, uh, good old Bill Bidwell showed up on the field and, and, and marched himself out in the field? Well, I thought that was funny. Well, I think you know what I, you can laugh. I, a lot of people, lot, hey, but you, hey, you, you know, a lot of people. Man, don't I'll tell like you him. that because uh, it's it's just a great thing for the Arizona Cardinals. Where whether I don't care if anybody says where we're at, where we stack up in history of teams that go, we're going to the show. I mean, we're going to the show. We got our ticket punched. Wait, we're you know, hey, but you know what I, you know, you know, you know, you know what's exciting me about the whole thing now is the two coaches. Yes. Weisenhunt got passed over in Pittsburgh. They gave it to Tomlin. And I heard, and I said this last week on the air, Ray, that Tomlin, if he didn't win that, that game last week, not the, the AFC Championship, but the game before that, that he would have been kicked out. And I, you know what? I'm going to say this. And, I, and remember, I, that I, was I a rumor, and they were floating that all around the place, and, well, you, and, and you said something. But anyway. Yeah, I don't know where that rumor came from. To I, me, I don't know where it came from either. Yeah, I think that, you know, and that's probably all that is, is a rumor, you know, because he made it to the playoffs, and, and that's what you're looking for nowadays. you got to get there in order to make it to the big show. But I, I want to go back a little bit, and i got to give some credit to the Arizona Cardinals for what they've done. And, and Coach Wisenhunt. I'm going to give him the most credit because, yeah, he inherited a foundation of players, some damn good players. And I said that when I first got here. I've been here about a couple, a year, two years and a half. I remember when you first got here how, how depressed I was about the Cardinals. Yeah, you were, but I wasn't because I no, saw the you talent. you were brand new. You didn't have to put up no, 20 years no, of losing. No, no, that had like nothing to do with it. I, I saw the talent that they had on this team. And, well, they and, needed and, a coach, and they got the right coach, and they let the coach coach <clears> the team, finally. And, and that's why exactly. I'm giving him the credit because not only did he have the opportunity to coach the team, he also had the opportunity to make some decisions on some personnel. And that, and if you remember this fan man, maybe you won't, bud, because maybe you didn't listen to the show at this time. But when he first inherited this team, he had his first preseason game. And his, in his first preseason game, Matt Leiner was a starting quarterback. I remember. However, yeah. and I think it might have been the second quarter, if not the second half, Kurt Warner was inserted into that game. Kurt probably on his first drive, I don't know how long it took him, but it, it resulted in a touchdown pass. Kurt was taken out of the game, brought to the sideline, and Wiz went directly over to him. And I told Fan Man, you know what he told him at, at that time? At that moment, he said to him, Kurt, you have nothing to prove to me. I know what you can do. I'm not going to put you back in that game. And as a matter of fact, uh, you know what? you may end up being my starting quarterback. There is no doubt in my mind that Wizard Hunt, when he first came in and he assessed the talent of this team, that he felt in order for him to win a Super Bowl, he was going to have to do it with Kurt Warner and not Matt Liner. But uh, what do you I think, about, you. What, you what do you think that. about that? I remember that play when he went down the field. He took him out. He went over and he leaned over to him and said something to him. And then he just sat on the bench. Hey, Bud, what do you think? Did you, did you recall those t- that time? Oh, uh, yeah, I recall it. I was actually sitting in the stadium. Is that right? <laughs> And what did you so, think? So, but what did he say to him? Well, I think that 
you know, that's, that's exactly, I think, what Ray said, is that I don't, you know, I was on the sidelines where I could hear what he said. But, I'm only kidding you. Um, yeah, I know. But Kurt Warner, you know, I- exactly. He's got, the, the guy's stats speak for itself, and it's like, you know, the, the, the one thing I think Wizen had had to be ex- extremely happy with is knowing that, man, I got a really good veteran quarterback here. Hey, bud, but not only that, I think when he, when he took this job, and uh, when we hear the music, guys, we're gonna have to take a break here, and it's be coming up. It'll be coming up pretty soon. But, uh, but, but I'm gonna ask you to answer this until we go into that commercial break. Okay. I think he made a decision to tell this ownership that hey, you guys gotta let me make the decision on the quarterback, and I'm gonna have to let you answer that on the other side of the break because we got music, and music means we have to take a commercial break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Amen. We're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be right back. All right, we got a special commercial break today. Of course, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network, and uh, we have a special, a special guest with us who has a, a special product that he'd like to talk to everybody about. And we have Rob from SpyUnlimited.com. Rob, are you there? I sure am. How are you doing today? I'm doing just wonderful. Even though uh, it's in my DNA to be an Eagles fan, I'm a little disappointed because I think somebody kind of hit me with your product and just and hit the rest of the Eagles team <laughs> with your product and just kind of just, uh, you know, knocked us down and knocked us out. But uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about this special product that you guys have there at SpyUnlimited.com? Okay, okay. What, what we do is we specialize in safety products for uh, citizens, law enforcement, uh, different agencies that uh, we're we're into uh, collateral type recoveries, and we basically got started in that in that specter. It's it's a recovery specialist, and now what we're doing is we supply uh, the general public with uh, non lethal type weapons such as stun guns, tasers, pepper sprays, maces. We do uh, surveillance. Uh, we do installations. We uh, we offer debugging services, and uh, but most of our products are uh, in in the uh, safety related type of industry. So when you talk about your product, uh, give me an idea, Rob, of uh, of who would be your targeted uh, client. We specialize a lot with people that in, are involved in security type of uh, industry, security guards, um, agents, bounty hunters, type agents. Uh, also, you know, uh, we also deal with the general public just as security. There's a lot of people in business, uh, women. Uh, we do teen tracking, but, we, you know, you got women that are out there going to colleges or uh, out working or in, in places where they're, they're prone to be attacked or and in, in come into situations where, where their safety, anybody really that, you know, is concerned with their safety and, of course, not wanting to carry a gun. There's a lot of people that, you know, take those kind of issues of taking a human life. So we specialize in uh, non-lethal weapons and uh, like stun guns and tasers. And our, our most popular uh, product, one, one of our most popular products that sells is a C2 taser, which is a, a very effective uh, non-lethal type of weapon. Excuse the phones going off. We, we stay pretty swamped with work here. But uh, that's that's and of course uh, nanny cams and and stuff for child safety is another specialty that that we're designed uh, uh, to deal with. We we uh, uh, offer nanny cams and uh, surveillance equipment that's covert body worn gear for people that do mystery type shops or uh, agents that are collecting evidence and things of that nature. Wow. You got a great line of products there, Rob. How how would people find find your products? Would they find them on, in one of the stores, or would they find it online? How exactly on, would somebody obtain your products? Uh, we're, we we have a spyunlimited.com is is one of our uh, storefronts for our field work. We we actually do a lot of installations for security equipment and uh, debugging and and things of that nature. Um, we work with National Recovery Network, which is one of the nation's largest uh, collateral recovery uh, in 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 the nation, and they they have 1,200 agents that we actively supply you know gear to for surveillance and stuff of that nature. So most most of our products we do online at spyunlimited.com, and then we also have a Secret Service Supply, which is 
more geared towards agents and uh, law enforcement, but most of most of our stuff is online. We 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 don't have a physical uh, storefront uh, per se, but we're based in Los Angeles. We have offices that uh, uh, where we do phone orders and and um, deal with uh, our agents that we deal with on a daily basis. So, or, or they can call our number. We have a three two three five one five four five eight nine as our office number or they can just email me through the site. Well, one thing you mentioned, the fact that I think it's important for people to realize is this is non-lethal. So you're, you're not going to kill anybody, and you, you may get them off you, but you're not going to actually hurt anybody. Right. Am I that's, right? That's the main thing. That's, that's what our, our specialty is. is, is you know, there, we, we do believe in using force. I mean, a lot of our bounty hunters go out, and, and you know, they, they deal with felons and people that are of a dangerous nature. But, you know, not wanting... To take and and there's people with religious beliefs as well that you know don't believe in taking human life and we do believe in using force in in, in a lot of situations as anybody would but if you, if you're in a situation where you're protecting your family uh, and you're not carrying a gun we have things that are the, as small as a keychain or uh, pepper sprays or maces that are that are effective we have some units that are made by Scorpion. That will actually—it's a pepper spray and a stun that can incapacitate a person for up to 20 minutes, and of course, give you enough time to get away or call the police or or do uh, do something you know to to protect yourself. So, we uh, we uh, we we believe that you know non-lethal weapons are something that the general public should have before they need them. So we and and we offer consultations and and we uh, install. Um, hidden cameras and about any type of device that a person can send us, and we have softwares that you can monitor your home, your car, your uh, any of your personal assets or products online or through a PDA phone, and we we just got a lot of high tech, uh, good gear out, there, and it's all field tested, durable stuff. So we offer quality products for for safety to the general public, and uh, that's what I'd like to introduce to to the listeners on your show and of course uh, congratulate the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> well I'm glad and I, and I believe they had some of your product they had to use your product on the Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> yeah they because, had some little knuckle blasters yeah boy they, they certainly they, they stunned us you know they hit us a couple times real quick real fast and, and it was over from the beginning and I'm sure that's the way your product is it's the kind of product that you're not going to have to hesitate and, and no. when you use it the right way you're going to get your, your goal accomplished and that is to make sure that nobody harms you and at the same time, you're not going to harm that person, but you're, you're going to take care of yourself. Absolutely. You know, if I can mention one thing that we do have, it's a new product that's selling like a hotcakes right now. It's a, we have a 2.7 million volt stun gun that's about the size of a, a little bigger than a cigarette lighter. It packs a wallop, and we got that for $45 right now, which is a really hot selling item. So you might want to come and check that out. Okay, well, they can uh, find your product, and they can, of course, find you as well at spyunlimited.com. For those of you out there who have a need to protect yourself, and we all should protect ourselves, but protect yourself to the point where you're not going to harm somebody else, be sure to check out the product at spyunlimited.com. Rob, thank you for joining us. We're going to have to get back to the show now. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. And, fan man, let's get back to some hey, what football. what happened? They cut me off. They, they wouldn't let me ask a question. Were they afraid I might do something? Well, you know what? They stunned you. They stunned me. Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> you were stunned. You were immobilized. You were immobilized. But uh, I was going to ask him about taser guns. That's what I was going to ask him. But I kept on saying, "Are you there?" And there was no. They so they cut me off. They didn't want me on the air with the sponsor. Yeah. Well, you know, fan man, it's a sponsorship opportunity. So you and I oh, are going to talk oh, about. Right. We're going to talk about football, man. And and <laughs> you know, talking about football, you know, there were there was another game that was played this past week. This past weekend, and, uh, and who was that? I think that was the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that game was not quite as exciting as a game that, of course, all those people all over the country got to see in the first game in the Eagles and the Cardinals game. And um, so, I just like to ask you, you know, in terms of you looking at that game and going into that game, because I picked the Ravens and I think you picked the Steelers. Am I right? 
I picked, yeah, I picked the uh, Steelers. You picked the Steelers, so you won. You know, and, and I finally, and, won, I finally won one. Yeah, you you find you finally did, but you know, everybody you know deserves their you know what is it. 15 minutes of fame. So you're going to get your 15 okay. minutes of thank, fame. Thank here. you very much, Ray. And, uh, but the Pittsburgh Steelers, going into this game against the Arizona Cardinals, you know, last last week they played the Ravens, you know, and everybody could say, you know, the Ravens had a, a rookie quarterback. Nah, Flacco was not a rookie anymore. He's, he's got 16 games under his belt. You know, it's just that the Pittsburgh Steelers were a better team. They won. They're going to the Super Bowl. It's not like they haven't been there before, but for America and for the NFL, this has to be, you know, the best scenario they could look for because you got, you know, one of the best football franchises that ever existed. As if they win this game, they'll have as many Super Bowl rings as anybody else. And I think they tied with the Dallas Cowboys. I didn't even say that. Did I say that? No. Mm, they tied with uh, yeah, some team. Okay. I, I think it's going to be the coaches. I think it's going to be the uh – you know the Washington was passed over. He came to the Cardinals, and they bought uh, Tomlin was there already. There was, wasn't Tomlin already there, uh, part of the Pittsburgh uh, coaching staff. Oh, that was, oh, those guys were on the same staff together. Yeah. Okay. So they, this is going to be the battle of the coaches. Who made the right decision? That that's what this is all coming down to. Well, I'm going to tell you, the, the coaches anyway. the coaches don't play. So we so we I'm not I just going to say don't play, but the coaches coach the game. So Pittsburgh said to Wisen Hunt, "No, we don't want you." And he went to the Cardinals and took the now he's taking the Cardinals against the the same team that he was uh he was bumped from. Okay, listen. I think that's going to be exciting. You know, Bud has 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 held on to this call with us and Bud's, you know, taking place in this conversation with with the player, I'm the player, and of course Fan Man's the number one fan man and number one co-host in the world. So <laughs> I'm going to ask but I'm going to give him his chance. Now, he told me why, uh, you know, last week, why the Arizona Cardinals were going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that he's going to continue to support his team, and he probably feels the same way going into this Super Bowl. So, Bud, why don't you tell the rest of those Arizona Cardinals fans out there, and me too as well, Because, but I'm going to jump on. I'm, I'm, I'm having one foot in the bandwagon. I'm going to be halfway. But tell me why you think the Arizona Cardinals are going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl. Well, I think, Matt, well, I, I think – one thing that's going to be a huge benefit for us against the Steelers is having the coaching staff that we have here. Um, as far as putting our players in position to perform well, um, our players, I mean, it, Fitzgerald, Bolden, uh, Warner again, I go back to them. Defensively, we're playing solid. Um, the last time we played Pittsburgh, which was, well, not this season, last season, if you guys remember, we beat them. Yes, um, I remember that. So we match up well because we know, you know what, Wisenhunt knows the schemes. Pittsburgh is playing Pittsburgh ball, and it's the same Pittsburgh ball that we've seen now and five years ago. I mean, they're always strong on defense. They bring it every, every week. I don't know where they get these linebackers because they're huge. Um, so, you know, in order to beat Pittsburgh, you're going to have to put points on the board. I think the Cardinals' defense can stop the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense. I think that we've shown that we can go against some very good offenses in the playoffs. Um, Atlanta and Carolina and Philadelphia and and you know we had a little bit of a bend but don't break with with, with Philly. I mean Philly had Philly had like three drives inside the thirty and came away with field goals. So I, I think that that we're going to look at defensively and and I think it all is going to boil down against the Arizona Cardinals offense versus the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Well, you know it's interesting. You said that the Pittsburgh Steelers are still playing Pittsburgh football, but the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers is now the offensive corner, coordinator. I mean, the head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. That, that's Wisenhunt. So when, when he came in here, he kind of brought Pittsburgh football with him to this team. And he brought that mentality, too. It's just that we didn't see it. You know, there's times where this team is very physical. They have some very athletic players, and they play very physical football, but they throw a wrinkle in or two in, and they, they caught the Eagles with that wrinkle. If you recall, Kurt Warner, you know, they threw the little flea flicker, and, you know, he throws a touchdown to, to, to uh, Fitzgerald. So I'm not sure that they're still playing Pittsburgh football out there because Wizard Hunt bought that system here. And I think they're going to change it a little bit in the game because of the fact that if they are playing anything similar to what, you know, he was playing back then and they kept his system, he knows that system. So these two coaches know each other well. Right. I think really, but it, it's going to be the players on the field and they're going to make some big plays, you know, like, you know, you know, high, high tower, high Smith when he bounced the ball on the outside. You know, and, and just natural instincts are going to take over. And, and, and the team that has the will to win, we're going to see some exceptional football plays in this game. And the, the person in the team that has the will to win will be the team that wins. Because, again, on paper, 
Don't look at that Pittsburgh team that you saw last week against the Baltimore Ravens because, as I was telling people, the elements came into the effect of that. That was an ugly game. It was too cold. You know, that this game looked so much better. It was in the desert. It was in the dome. The guys looked fast. They looked, you know, they looked smooth. They looked quick. Those guys looked big and slow and, you know, like they yeah, couldn't and, play and you football. Know what, Ray, you're right. It, kind of, it was kind of like sloppy, cold, slow. You know, and that's why they don't play Super Bowls, like and that's why they don't play Super Bowls in cold weather in cold cities. Weather, yeah. No, they they want people to see the athlete at his best, and his his best will be down in Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, I, I hope that we see the best Arizona football team that we've seen, because you know, guys, Bud in particular, because we're going to take a break here. But Bud, you know that there's two Arizona football teams that wear one uniform, and I just hope the best one shows up. Well, yeah, yeah. In I mean, the Super obviously, Bowl. yeah. <laughs> They are a Jekyll and Hyde team. Well, I'll tell you, we got a little music there, but I'm going to let you finish that comment. I want to know if Jekyll or Hyde is going to show up. You'll give me the answer to that on the other side of this commercial break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. We'll be right back after this break. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com Muscular Development presents No Bull Radio, bringing you the latest news, gossip, and controversy from the world of bodybuilding. Hosted by the infamous muscle mob, John Romano and Dave Palumbo. Welcome top IFBB professional bodybuilders, industry insiders, and characters you won't find anywhere else every week. No Bull Radio broadcasts each Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. If you ever wondered what the Stern Show would sound like if Howard was a bodybuilding fan, tune in and find out. No Bull Radio, uncensored, uncompromised, unrestrained. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're listening to Rella Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one coast in the world. Amen. Hey, I just want to thank the fellas, man. They've been doing an excellent job with this new music they've been giving me. And it's it really been exciting me to the point where I want to play a little football myself. But, you know, I can't do that. You know, no has been. Days too over. Too old. Yeah, too old. You know, too <laughs> late. But it's not too late for the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm happy for them. It's not too late for the Pittsburgh Steelers. As a matter of fact, we're going to have another special Super Bowl show that uh, everybody's going to be privy to listen to. We're going to have, of course, we got to have my man Kwame Lasseter. He is the reigning champion here on the Voice America Sports Network because his show is going to start in the next few weeks. But he is a former Arizona Cardinal ball player, of course. And uh, last week, he and uh, former Philadelphia Eagle Mark McMillan 
uh, had a chance to come on the air and have the Battle of the Birds. And uh, it turned out that Kwame won. So Kwame's going to be back with a special show. And this time, we're going to have our special guest come in and uh, battle it out with Kwame. And that's going to be Kelvin Fisher. And Fish, of course, is, uh, is our, uh, we're privileged to have him on the show from time to time. Uh, Kelvin, of course, has his own Super Bowl championship ring as a member of the staff for the Pittsburgh Steelers and their scouting department. So Fish is one of those guys that gets the opportunity to go to colleges and universities and look at the best players out there and come back to the organization and suggest to them what would be the best use of their draft picks. And by the way, somebody told me this, Fish didn't tell me this, but uh, he's been pretty good with what he's been doing the last couple of years. And I I think he may be the number one man in terms of uh, successful draft choices that have been the ones that he's recommended so we're going to have that show probably friday i'll be sure to let everybody know because we'll post a banner up to let you know that uh be a special super bowl show but fan man and bud i want to say this and i want bud to answer this but you know this is the longest uh winning streak that the arizona cardinals have had all year long this is a three or four game winning streak and can they sustain and go into the super bowl and win this game most definitely I think they most definitely can because, you know, they've come in, they're, they're believing in the system. The players are, are believing in each other, and they're out there and they're performing. Um, and that's the great thing is, is that they know that they can play at this level. And, and sometimes I think it's just, it, you know, and, and you would know better, but once a team finally gets it, where they're all gelling, where they're playing together as one, I think that, it, that we're seeing what a team can accomplish when they finally realize how good their potential is because they have the athletes here. This team is, you know, athlete-wise, these guys are, you know, they're, they're great. Like you said last week, you know, I don't think I, I would trade out any players that we have on this team for, any, any, for anybody else. Who do you want to replace? How would you do it? Um, so I think that the team that we're going to see is, is the level of confidence that this team is playing at right now and, and, and the way everybody is, is pushing towards this goal. And they have this, they have this you know, you, you read it in the papers, and they kind of have this thing where, you know what, they like being that underdog. They like, they, they're getting energy from people saying that, they're not the best team. They're the worst team to ever play. They got a chip on their shoulder, and they're out there to prove everybody. You know what? Look at us. We are the Cardinals. And I know it's kind of it's like you say that. It's like, my God, it's the Arizona Cardinals going to the Super Bowl. But that's what they're doing is, is, is they're rewriting history. And that's what we're seeing. You know, it's like what topsy world, bizarro world did we wake up in, you know? But it's, this team's playing with the level of intensity I think that can carry over. I think offensively I think they're playing – they're playing phenomenal right now, and I think it's it, it's gonna. I'm I'm really excited to see how well they do up against that number one Pittsburgh defense. Hey, fan man, you you've yeah, had yeah. you've had an opportunity to watch them uh, play, and and you've seen this Pittsburgh Steelers team that they're going to go up against. I I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you're going to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I am going to I'm going to pick Pittsburgh. And what and what is it that you see that the Steelers have that makes you confident going into this game that the Steelers are going to beat the Arizona Cardinals? I just think that the, the, the Steelers have a, a better team. Um, that's it. Well, that, when that, that's what it all comes down to to, to me. And also, I think that the Cardinals, uh, Philly played sloppy in the first half. <clears throat> Carolina played sloppy throughout the game. Uh, the only one they really beat was Atlanta, uh, uh, hands down. And they had a rookie quarterback. And I think they're gonna they're gonna have their hands uh, uh, really tied up with this with this game. This is not going to oh. be. Uh, simple for them to get through, and that defense, that, that Steelers defense, is phenomenal. So they're going to have to deal with that. So I, I'm, I'm going with uh, Pittsburgh. And I want to say one one other thing: Terry Bradshaw on the Fox Sports, he's the only one to pick the Cardinals. Everybody else picked the Eagles to win. Well, so, and he had to give he had to give the Eagles Carolina I'm not picking against this team again. Huh? I mean, you know, uh, fan man, it's funny that you that you bring up that you know it's like, well, the only real team that that the Cardinals beat was Atlanta, and I'm I keep scratching my head. It's like, at what point in time does well, no, Arizona, Carol, yeah, yeah, no, but at Car- what point in time though do they get the respect though that they out there and, and they outplayed Carolina? Carolina might have been sloppy, but defensively that team stepped up. They were flying around the ball. They were making plays. They were making reads, and you know they went out there. And then you say. Philadelphia looks sloppy. Well, if I heard was from Philadelphia fans and from you about how you're the Arizona Cardinals and we're Philadelphia, and, and you know what I saw is I saw a team out there 
in the first half, I saw the team that came ready to play, and it was Arizona. No, I, and, and I agree with you. Arizona did come to play. No, I agree with you. They did come to That's what they did in the they, first they half. They did come to play, but then the Eagles came back in the third quarter, and for a couple just uh, off-key plays, it just sunk the Eagles down. And on that, and in the fourth quarter, when they went eight minutes down the field, this this was the, uh, the chance. And for some reason, the Eagles just fell apart, and and that's it. But I, you know, the Cardinals do deserve a lot of credit. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're bad anymore, but they do. Des- they do deserve it, and they do have a chip on their shoulder. And I think, uh, like you said, the more of the underdog status that is pinned against them, they just come out harder and play. And they're, they're the underdogs to the Steelers, so we'll have to see what happens. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chime in here a little bit, guys. And, you know, it's one thing that I, I – and I think I said this at the end of the football season. I really didn't understand why you pick a most valuable player for the league and you pick it before the season's over with. You know, if you're the most valuable player of the league, shouldn't your team not only be in the playoffs, but shouldn't you at least – make it to the Super Bowl, and perhaps maybe even win the Super Bowl. And, and when I look at this right now, when I look at the season, you know, in particular when I look at these two teams, you know, I, not everybody would have picked, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers to be in the Super Bowl, and they certainly would not have picked the Arizona Cardinals. But they, the two teams, it's not a mistake. They're here because they deserve to be here. You know, I hate to say this, but they are who we thought they were, and they are the best team in their division, <laughs> and they also are the best team in the NFC right now. And throughout the year, fan man, you know, I'm not jumping on the wagon because I've been there before, and I told you throughout the year, I watched this team play. I watched them mature. Each game that they played, they were never really blown out of games. You know, they had an opportunity. They, no, just they got didn't, blown out in New England, they, and they got blown out in Philadelphia. No, they just didn't make plays. They had an opportunity to make plays. They just didn't well, make like the you plays. Said at the beginning of the show, whatever team shows up to play is going to win. Well, no, no, you know, no, no. Here, here, here's what I'm day. saying. What I'm saying, whatever team shows up to play, you got you got to make plays. The team that makes those plays on that particular day are going to win. That's exactly. And what the, I, and, I, and I, the I, Cardinals, I, there were times where they didn't make plays, but there are also times, just like you talked about, how. The Philadelphia Eagles almost came back and had an opportunity to win that game. They were in a position they could have won the game. Now, I was in the stadium, and there were a lot of fans that were real nervous. But I got to say this, the X factor was when they were nervous, they have this time what they've never had before. A hometown crowd. No, they have Kurt Warner. See, Kurt Warner is something that they've never had before. Kurt Warner... He wants the ball. He wants to be in position. You know, somebody, and I dare them use that word, but I'll let you use that word. But that word <laughs> belongs to John Elway, the drive. That's John Elway's. Right. That's his phrase. It will always be how he's identified. And I was a, I was a victim of the drive. But Kurt Warner put together a 72-yard drive, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. But Kurt Warner... It, it, it's almost like it's destined for Kurt Warner. You know, he, he didn't start off as the person they, you know, wanted here to be their starter when he first came because that's why they drafted Matt. They wanted Matt to be the heir apparent. But Kurt decided football's not over for him yet. And this man has been on a mission. He's done everything right. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been a professional about it. He always approaches the game. One thing about it, if you guys notice in this game, Kurt Warner didn't make one bad read. Not one time when the Eagles blitzed him did he ever throw the ball to the point where it was almost intercepted. He made all the right reads all the time. The man is so prepared to play this game. And he could be the X factor when it comes to this game. Well, getting back to the MVP thing, you're right. They should they should wait till till the Super Bowl to, to to name the MVP. Well, fan man, we know who you're rooting for, and we also know who Bud's rooting for. And I'm going to stay neutral until later on. Until later on in the week when we have our special show, I'll pick who I think is going to win this Super Bowl. But. I appreciate your time. As always, you've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. I hate to say this, but I always say you'll see me next time, which will be the best time. We're in Phoenix, living like it matters. <laughs>